0: Well, good afternoon. Welcome, uh, everyone, to the January 12th edition of the Ag Market Network's monthly cotton teleconference. I'm Pat McClatchy, the moderator. Uh, our, our sponsor, as always, is BASF. They are, as you know, the owner of Fibermax and also Stoneville Cotton Seed, and we appreciate uh, them supporting us and making this program possible. Uh, today's program uh, will be led by Dr. John Robinson. Uh, he'll be joined by our cotton, cotton panel, made up of Dr. O. A. Cleveland and Kip Butts and Gerald Nieper. John, thanks for uh, for joining us and leading us today. Well, thank you, Pat. It's nice to be with you. So, um, I'm going to characterize this report
1: as a, a bit of a surprise uh, compared to what I compared to what I and a number of other uh, pre-report uh, surveyed folks uh, were expecting. That the summary of the pre-report. Uh, guesstimates was for minor changes you know 10,000 here 100,000 there but nothing nothing really major and I think at least I'll just speak for myself that was mostly driven by kind of the seasonal pattern where we don't have the biggest crop it's you know kind of late in the season and it, it ought to be wrapped up and so I was sort of expecting uh, those kinds of minor changes and we on the U.S. side we we got more than that uh, so i 'll just run through that the u s balance sheet was adjusted in in various ways- on the production side, curiously enough, they <laughs> reduced ha- harvested acres by a by a million from uh eight point something to seven point something i I was not expecting that although in and they attributed that mostly to uh increased abandonment in Texas essentially. Uh, and confirmation of of that effect was that they raised u s average yield again a lot seven hundred and sixty five to eight hundred and forty five pounds per acre so you know in hindsight that kind of say okay if you 're going to cut a million a million uh, harvested acres out of mostly texas that 's low yielding so you're you 're raising the national average uh, by default, but the impact on production was three hundred and forty two thousand fewer bales um and just for perspective last month they bumped it up 310 if i recall and 2 months before that they cut it 310 so there there've been some kind of big adjustments uh i didn't they're they're not that unusual for those for the november and december to see that i i was I wasn't expecting it in a January report to see a 300,000 bale adjustment, but there it is. Uh, I think uh, lower production led to lower exportable surpluses, so they uh, they cut that 100,000 U.S. exports 100,000 lower. so the bottom line is that the ending stocks of the U.S. were 200,000 bales lower, which is uh, you know I'd say price supportive at least. No no reason for for, uh, for weakness with, with that kind of a, that kind of a surprise, i haven't seen I'll let Pat tell us what the market is doing when I get through, um, but anyhow, the overall the u.s uh, situation, the report, uh, reflected a tightening situation <clears throat> that's in contrast to the world numbers, which I would characterize as the world balance sheet getting heavier uh, month over month. And that's as a result of both increased uh, increased supply and and lower consumption, uh, leading to ending stocks being two million bales or so higher in January compared to the previous month's report. So that's uh, that's bearish. Um, the breakout of that uh, beginning stocks in the world were higher on the order of 400,000 bales higher and that was attributed mostly to a little revisionist history in Uzbekistan, uh, cutting their consumption. Um, world consumption was cut 1.3 million bales in some important places like India, Pakistan, yeah, India, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Indonesia, and Turkey. So, you know, the, the continual cuts in consumption are not encouraging, um, World production was a uh, little over a quarter of a million bales higher, and that was the result of some offsets. China was up a half a million, and the U.S. was down. And the trade variables uh, were cut. And again, yeah, that was a that was a net result of uh, China being up and others being being down. With the China uh, imports uh, again related to their. Uh, to their government reserve so again the bottom line of all that was world ending stocks rising two million bales and as i say just the the continual picture of that is not encouraging the, the 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 number you know two million bail month over month increase isn't encouraging either um going forward <laughs> having seen a surprising adjustment at least on the u.s side uh now again, I'm back to the position that I'm, I'm not expecting that much in terms of supply shocks, production adjustments going forward. Although there is still some some reconciling uh, to do. If you look at what USDA says, uh, U.S. Um, here it is. Right now, their U.S. production forecast, having adjusted it, is 12.4. Three million, but bale's gend is 11.5 million and bale's class is 11.7 million so that's like 700,000 900,000 less than usda's current uh production forecast so there's there's still some reconciling to do you know if you're of the opinion that uh that this crop ought to be wrapped up, chinning ought to be wrapped up, and, and maybe they're just catching up with the classing samplings. Uh, maybe it's the production number's going to come down, be, would be my expectation, but we'll, we'll see what happens in February. Um, and I guess I would, from a marketing standpoint, I would summarize all this that I, I still expect, this month aside, I still expect the supply influence to be fading on the market and the consumption the continual kind of evidence of cutting consumption to sort of keep us in this range that we are in yeah yeah we're, we didn't have as big a crop uh, and they're reflecting it in the numbers but I don't see anything that's going to blast us up to the upper end of the range and it seems like the uh, consumption situation is just going to be a continued wet blanket so Uh, Pat, with that, I'll hand it back to
0: you. All right. I I will mention what we did today before we opened it up. The market closed today at 81.31, down 5 in the March. Uh, When the crop report, uh, when it came out, uh, cotton was up, uh, I think, about 56 on the day. It ran up to 82.22, and within a few minutes, it was down about 100 off of that at around 81.15 or so. Uh, and then it just sort of traded trades sideways. So that's not a real clear understanding of what of the reaction. But anyway, let's open it up, and, and any comments from anyone on the reports? You know, Pat, it was interesting. That one minute after
2: – if you look at a one-minute chart, we traded 1,468 contracts. The market ran from 81.54 up to 82.22. And I'm sure those algo traders, you know, they just saw US ending stocks down two hundred thousand and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody <laughs> says, Now wait a minute. Okay, so US ending stocks are down, but shit, look at the world. And that's probably <laughs> what dropped the market. <laughs> that's probably what dropped the market back down.
3: We need to drop those California words. <laughs> uh uh-huh. well, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, w- I was quite surprised. I think Gerald and I talked, and I think, and not to put words in his mouth, thank goodness. Uh, the I believe we were both <laughs> expecting a crop of reduction of, of U.S. of about two hundred thousand bales, uh, about. But uh, yeah, so three forty-two was huge. Uh, and I, I'll let me admit this out loud. That's what first thing I saw was this U.S. ending to stocks and uh i somebody says bullish bearish i said well this is uh, uh bullish but no more than 83 83 and a half cents, still down to 79 cents and then at, I, after i got through talking to that person we hung up and then i saw the world number and i said gosh that's bearish That's a two million bail increase in carryover and and then i got to, was able to study the report a little bit and i have to be honest i've not completely finished that but uh it was striking to me to see that uh that big of a crease and increase in the in the Chinese crop, and they're taking all of that to to ending stocks along with uh, another five hundred thousand bale or what? Is that right? Another another big increase in imports in China? Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was not. Wait a minute, where are imports? Yeah, yeah, another another five hundred thousand bale increase in imports. So. And as John said, uh, everything's going straight to the reserve. It's it's not, uh, in my opinion, it is. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's not uh, textile mill related. Uh, maybe Gerald and I have had some minor disagreement over that. It could be uh, based on yarn activity. But uh, to me, I have to come off total, total. It's negative. I'm not going to use the word bullish. I don't think it... Uh, um, it, it tells us that uh, the market is still, or it, I think it does tell us the market still very, very suspect, suspect of the haul down to the 79, 78 plus, but pretty, pretty, pretty good flow around 79 cents. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, and I don't, I'm, Pat, I'm sorry, I'm not really jumping into price forecast. I might say something different when we get to that, but. Uh, i'm just major concerned about consumption uh i think we've been expecting a fairly strong decrease in world consumption i think we got that today uh we might get more i would not be surprised if we don't get more let me shut up go ahead thank you
0: all right kip what are, what are your thoughts
4: well i um very interesting what oa was saying because we're just about on the same page with that i i'm almost expecting a little bit more of a decrease in in world uh, in total world consumption, but I don 't know that it's going to be dramatic uh, you know I, I haven't spent a lot of time on this report yet, but we've got a two million bail increase in ending stocks in the world, but it may be in countries where it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference as far as trade is concerned uh, they really didn't. Really do a whole lot of damage To uh, the international trade From one month to the other um, So that in and of itself Is not Bearish uh, I, I view this as sort of a neutral report uh, But it's just hard To get excited one way or the other But uh, the production side Supply side is quote Pretty much behind us now uh, I agree with John there's still some question marks We don't ordinarily see this time of the year But um uh, I think mill use is just—it's hard to get excited at this point to see a big increase in mill use, which which makes me want to think the market wants to kind of march in place for a while without any real direction. We're going to need different or better information, I think, to move it one way or the other. So I, I think, it's, other than the, the the kind of supply surprises we got today, I think this is a typical sort of January report where we. are, are, like I said, just sort of marching in place.
0: All right. Any any other thoughts?
2: Well, we're 4 million bales down from the August world consumption number. Uh, I mean,
1: potentially
2: 4 million bales lower. And we're only 1.3 million bales above a year ago on the 22-23. So, I don't know that there's a whole lot more to go down, but you know, if we don't go up, it, it, it's still kind of, uh, you know, it's, well, it's disappointing. That's for darn sure. And, um, you know, I think I think we could go down a little bit more, and, and I don't know that that's going to have a big impact on, on this marketplace.
3: Um, the, <clears throat> now, there's that's been a, great a, comment. a little go bit ahead. more. That's a, yeah, go ahead. That's yeah. a great comment. I'm going to shut up. Go
2: ahead. There's There's been – some some additional buying this week. I understand that some of the smaller mills in China are getting back into the marketplace. Um, you know, there's some some rumblings out of Vietnam, but I don't know if this is related to you know, better business or people just want to get stuff done before the the Chinese New Year. Um, and and then it gets quiet again. Uh but uh, at any rate, it's just you know, it's just a th- <laughs> I hate this term nothing burger, but yeah it's it's a nothing burger I mean we're just gonna to stay stuck in this seventy nine to you know eighty two cent maybe eighty three cent you know if we get lucky you know rains for for a while um until we see you know hopefully some better business you know pop up at some point and 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 maybe it does you know um the p m i in china on the texel p m i that
1: that uh, Beijing
2: Cotton Outlook puts out, you know, that rebounded nicely in December, and people were a little bit more optimistic. Um, how long that lasts, who knows? But uh, um, it just it just doesn't seem like this thing has got any any emphasis to, or any encouragement to go up or down. So we just sit here and just chop around sideways a, a
0: lot. So. Sorry. Let's uh, let's open up and see if we've got any questions. I'm going to unmute the phone uh and if anyone out there listening uh would like to ask a question of our panel, uh please do that. I'm going to unmute us right now. We'll open it uh up. All right, any any questions for our panel?
5: You know what? guys this is Lou Barbera. First time listening uh, in a long time. Very informative. Well done everyone. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. Uh,
0: in, anybody got any questions for our panel? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to take the okay. mute off uh, put the mute back on. Okay. Uh,
5: yeah, I I have a question. What do you guys feel on the on call imbalance? about it being so so skewed towards the grower this year. I understand the argument that um, a large amount is in December 24, and that's Brazil, but even still for March, it's still heavily skewed. Gerald? Um,
2: I, you know, it, it's sort of interesting. I think growers entered in these contracts just so they could stop the carrying charges, but... I, you know, I think they still have this idea that they want $0.85, cents, you know, sort of come hell or high water, and I don't know which one comes first, but, you know, uh, so if they can get $0.85 cents flat price with their basis and everything, I think there's going to be selling. Um, I It's interesting that you asked that because the, I was going to make a point that there's a lot of recaps flying around, and, and I asked a couple of guys, it's like, you know, yeah, there's pretty good selling out there, or there's pretty good, seems to be pretty decent business. Why are there so many recaps flying around? Is it because, you know, guys aren't bidding up on this cotton, or growers aren't happy with what they're being offered? And the general feeling was is that growers weren't happy with what they're being offered. The basis is nowhere near as stout as it has been the last two to three years and I think growers may have gotten a little bit you know uh and I hate to use this word but I'm going to a little bit spoiled with these higher basis, just because we had so much cotton sold before the season began that merchants had to pay up and now they're not you know we don't have as much cotton sold as we've had in, in years past and so there's a little bit more relaxation if you will and the second thing is, is if you want to get any cotton sold overseas, you've got to be fairly competitive on your price, which means a, a little bit of a weaker basis. But having said that, to the extent that they're selling cotton, I think to get some of this cotton out of growers' hands, at least the cotton that's unsold, you know, this market needs to move up a little bit. Um, and that's the only, that would be the only reason I would be somewhat friendly to a possibly 83 to maybe even as much as a, uh, an 86 cent, you know, nearby market. Now, is that going to happen in March or May? I don't know, but I do think we've got to rally a little bit to get a little bit more cotton out of out of growers' hands. You take the the cooperatives out of the picture. You take what's already been bought by growers or by by merchants. I don't know that there's a whole lot of free cotton sitting around out there that's that's, uh, that's available. Um, so it's going to be an interesting springtime, that's for darn sure. I don't know that that answered your question, Lou, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I do think once we get into that $0.83 fifth and higher, yeah, there's going to be a lot of grower selling.
5: Yeah, I, I would agree. If we that. can get I, up there. It, yeah. it, it's odd because we see a willingness for the market to stay put I mean, even on my side in the options market, you know, you can take, for example, today we had some volume of that, that was being sold of the March 82 straddle at 370 points. And then right at the end of the day, at-the-money volatility cratered to 19.5%. I mean, below 20% mm. for the last couple of years is rather yeah. odd. I mean, that's implying no oh, more yeah, than a 90-point break-even. You know, so that that means people aren't really expecting us to go – much above eighty four and much below seventy eight and that sort of fits with all the flow that we've been seeing from from multiple clients with as you well pointed out that the market is supported by mill fixations on on the lower half, and even you can see it today starting just around eighty fifty but eighty two and a half to eighty four cents is where we see concentration of option gamma too, so that tells me that most players within the internal market know that that's the area. Unfortunately, for a guy who makes his living on it not being stuck, we could be stuck <laughs> any,
0: any any other thoughts any other questions for for our panel all right let me let me take this off of um let me just take off the
3: Okay, well, Pat, if I may, the sure. back, but back to Lou's question and Gerald's answer, I, I I very much see the March imbalance as as well. I don't want to say negative; it's negative with respect to higher prices. It's not negative to lower prices, but it just tells us, I, I think, and I guess Gerald was covering that in Lou as well. This market just it's boxed in; it can't go anywhere. We caution and cautioned and double caution growers not to hold to go ahead and go to the option market and not to hold and, and, and pay storage and expect a return. And I, we're still seeing that, you know, it looks a little more positive in May, but it always does look more positive in May. And this is the first year of the last several, I can't remember, that uh, that we did have this imbalance with, with the grower kind of holding the bag. Uh, and it's been the mills in the past that needed the fixations, and now it's, it's the growers. So... Uh, Just to double that that down on that again, yes, it's just hard to see us getting out of this range we're in. I would note in USDA's report today uh, that uh, even with the report, they lowered five months into the marketing year, August through to December, five months, they lowered the uh, the grower price down to 76 cents, the average, which is one cent lower than what it was last month. So... Uh, they weren't seeing any positive thing in the cash market with respect to how how cotton is coming off the board at a higher price. Uh, I'll shut up.
0: All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about price expectations. And uh, and Gerald, let's we're gonna start with you on the West Coast. Give us your thoughts on on what we can expect to the upside and the downside. <clears throat> well, you
2: know, again, I think 83 cents is it seems to be going to cap maybe the upside, but I think 83 to 86 cents range is is prob is, is very possible. Um, you know, technically, yeah, today didn't end up so great, but for the week it wasn't a bad week, and it uh I just think that there's a little bit more a a little bit more that you could argue that this market should move up a little bit it's just but it just it just struggles i mean you know you every time you start to lift that lid off of prices you know it's just like somebody comes around and just slams it back down again you know and the the same on the on the bottom side you know it looks like it's going to break down and then it doesn't so we just We're just bouncing around in here between 79 and 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 83. Let's just call it what it is: 79 to 83 cents for the foreseeable future.
1: All right, John, what are your thoughts? Well, statistically, this is something you'd refer to as anchoring bias, but I, I, I'm I'm going to go with where we've been, and I'm going to go with what the previous uh, speaker just said: upper 70s to Mid '80s. I don't see what busts us out of that until we get to the new crop market, and then I'm a little bit more worried about downside. But we'll talk about that later. All
0: right, Kip.
4: Well, I, you know, there's misery loves company, so to speak. But I, I can't argue with anything either. Of these folks have said we are in a situation where the term I used earlier, "marching in pleasures. is one thing that kind of concerns me. This on-call position being so imbalanced. Isn't necessarily negative to me as much as it is makes it more difficult for the market to really move appreciably higher because there's going to be so much in there. I I feel like here soon the uh, the farmers are going to feel like or the guys that that have that position on are going to take a lower price and that's just when you start getting those numbers in there. It isn't negative as much as it is. It makes it difficult to go much higher in the market so i like the 78 to eighty eighty 83 cent mark this, this that that's fine for me at this point
0: all right away
3: no well i just quickly i would say i agree totally but what that means is we've all said the same thing so we're all wrong uh <laughs> <laughs> if we all yeah, say exactly. the same thing that's a little scary <laughs> But uh, I can't even saying that I, I just can't see anything to, to change any of that. You know, if you can do eighty three, well, you can do eighty four. But I'm not. I don't really feel real comfortable doing eighty three. Uh, I, I probably feel a little more comfortable doing seventy eight than I do eighty four. But who knows? But w- there's just not going to be much movement now. This this is not a political comment, though some may think so. I picked this up on CNN yesterday. And uh, I've been rather negative, to the U.S. economy and the world economy, in my opinion, more so than most. And I've been a bit negative on suggestions of higher consumption based on that. But overall inflation in the last three years is 17.6%. Food inflation the last three years, 33.7% shelter, and that's the first time I'd seen it used as housing, eighteen point seven percent higher than three years ago. Energy is up thirty two percent, thirty two point eight. Electricity is up twenty seven point one percent. Everything everything's up a, third, a quarter to a twenty percent to thirty percent. Uh the most recent is why I was just shocked last month when the Fed said, Well we're thinking about lowering and we going we may even lower three times. I said, God, they're not accounting for inflation. They're giving up on fighting inflation. Uh, and I wondered, in all honesty, if that was political. But uh, month over month, we're up to 3.9%. And quote-unquote, someone said, well, what about the sticky inflation? Well, that's the food. That's the shelter. And that's still climbing at a faster rate. And that's why we're 3.9% month over month. Uh, and uh, that's just the I made the comment a couple of months ago that we've got whatever it is, take whose number you want anywhere from five to fifteen million new uh immigrants in this country the last two to three years. somebody's got to feed those and it's it's going to be the government dole that's where they're gonna that's where they're going to be fed and that inflation, in my opinion is just i mean it's, we're seeing it, but nobody will attribute it to 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 that uh the the wage index the increase compared to inflation is down 2.9%. So folks are losing money. I think Lou had some comment about that in his tweet uh, maybe a, or several days ago. I'm not saying he said that at all. I'm just saying he, he did make some comparisons there, and I don't remember exactly what they are. But in my opinion, this economy is still a major drag, and that's why consumption is going nowhere. The consumer is just not going to be... Wanting to purchase anything, I've been surprised to see in the bout ba- the balancing of funds in the market that cotton did did not go down. I expected that this week. Now they may have another day or two of rebalancing. Y'all probably know better than I, but I would have thought it would go down just a tad. But uh, maybe this go- coming into the report had something to do with it. Uh, we'll see. I'm not. I'm no. I'm no more negative than anyone else on cotton prices. But uh, I, I am pretty negative any speedy recovery in the economy and still think it's minimum six months away and maybe even nine months away. Uh, so I'll shut up.
0: All right. Any other thoughts before we wrap this up? All right. Well, let's, uh, let, let's just uh, first thank BASF for sponsoring our program, making this possible. Thanks to John for leading us today, and then thanks for our cotton panel for being part of our program. And that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pat.